you are now about to witness the strength of web knowledge. everyone i hope you guys are having a great weekend and all this other stuff <sighs> all right we hit the the peak of our season with the american tour this is the second to last episode named education <laughs> um you know i had a, a blast this season but let me not make it personal today's episode we're going to talk about education i i just really want to dig deep into this and excuse myself if you hear any um music or anything else in the background and been like trying to record over it and you know there's people outside making noise but we're gonna pretend to ignore it and we're gonna move forward so uh this episode today i just kind of want to get a give an observation i feel like the education system is in, in america um does have racist ties as well as besides racist ties they also have courses they don't have the necessary courses that would be needed for you know, young adults, future adults to have a better understanding of how society works once they get of age, which is usually the 20s. And, you know, what I think is like when you're in your 20s, usually, you know, it's expected that you mess you mess up so that it carries on into your 30s, your 40s, your 50s and your 60s. But at the same time, it's like it's a learning breed for you. So, you know, a lot of people say or I've heard before be selfish in your 20s but then really be serious in your 30s and your 40s and it's like spend a time you know educating yourself from school going to college having these big college debts you can't pay them off uh uh what's that place what's that what's that place that i know it doesn't really exist anymore but it still exists um sally may be on your ass after six months <laughs> after you after you graduated they'd be like you owe money and then it just be over like you know certain people out there is in debt like over a hundred thousand dollars twenty thousand dollars thirty thousand dollars sixty seventy thousand dollars all these different things that um you know we're old and we don't have the proper education to understand how to move forward but then again you look at the school system you understand what the school system is about and what it's about is money that's basically what it's about it's a business college is a business elementary school is a business uh, you know, any institution you get involved in will probably ask you to pay money. So at the end of the day, you know, it's a very funny feeling because it's like this is what you have to do in order to receive the education you need to move in society. But school is the most important. That's what's, I guess, being taught now in school and education. So, you know, I want to make this episode hit to home a little bit because it's just kind of like, hmm, education, school. Uh, uh, learning from teachers, teachers teaching you about stuff. And, you know, me being involved in school, going to school for uh, business administration as well as audio engineering and, you know, eventually uh, another major that I got into, you know, I just want to observe, you know what I'm saying? And especially I live in a city where we have the most segregated school districts ever in the United States. And you would have sworn being from New York City because it's a melting pot of different cultures 
It's not like that. But yes, it is built like that. And the only reason why it's changing the demographics now or changing the policies now is because more of our hoods is becoming gentrified. So a lot of these white people want to stay in our neighborhoods and they want schools in the neighborhood and this, that, and a third that benefits their children so they could get away with privilege. I don't give a shit if you're going to call me racist for it. I'm just calling for what it is because a lot of the schools that we have here in New York, in order for it to be a better school, it has to be a tech school. It has to be this like specialized high school that you have to take these special, I think, well, SATs or special tests you have to take in order to get into those schools. And usually the population and the demographic of those specialized high schools and those high schools are usually white and Asian students. So black students don't usually go to those schools. We usually go to public schools. Now, all of a sudden, there's this conversation about charter schools, and I'm actually going to talk about this a little bit later. I also think that real estate has to do deal with um, the education system as well, because even around in my neighborhood, I've been noticing that they've been branching off a charter school and then taking and buying another building that was previously uh, a public school, an elementary public school. Now, that's a branch of their charter school. So I look at everything and I'm like, yo, that's crazy. It's still racist, but I see how that's crazy. So we're going to get into it, family. Stay tuned. Get on lockdown. Watch here. Listen here. It's about to go down. All right. So I have to get something off my chest in personal opinion, you know, being in my mid-20s now and, you know, seeing the world for what it is, you know, I I, I, I try to sit here and say and, and, and really and I really because I know there's people out there that aren't black that do listen to this podcast. And I thank you for it because I do appreciate it. But I don't like to skid away from exactly what I'm talking about. This goddamn country is racist. Let's really be real. Everything in this country, to me, is racist, okay? There is always some branch of racism and some type of disparaging, disparaging, even if that's a word, okay? You understand what I'm saying? There is some type of disparity. There, there we go. There's some type of disparity that goes on in America that relates to race, also is synonymous with income levels. But at the same time, I realize in this generation we're one of the smartest generation and we're the most rebellious generation and we're breaking a lot of generational curses in the in the flesh right but at the same time you find a lot of millennials that might be on trust funds so they don't have to really depend on you know real life situations ah freak it that was about economics i'm not talking about economics i'm talking about education but you with the and there's different politics when it comes to education and that certain kids and certain people are able to get into different schools based on race or based if they have a lottery system. Um, if they want to have a select few Negroes that they want them to be in today's schools. I've seen it with my own eyes on how they do it. Now, they also talk about this idea of diversity and diversifying the class sizes in this and the third. I mean, it could really ring in my mind as something called uh, tax write-offs or trying to make it seem as if like... Uh, you know, they're doing the right thing because they want to include black children into their schools or Latino children into their schools. I don't play stupid. And now I know this is real. If you guys ever watch um, Shameless, you know, Shameless, the show, 
uh they had that remember how they have frank gallagher has his child the, the, the adopted child i don't even understand how they adopted a black kid i watched that shit for like seven eight seasons straight and i'm just like how the hell did they get the black kid i forgot how they did it but anyway they've used in the in the in the show right frank gallagher had sends his sends the black child to a predominantly white school and then in this white school they're always using him and putting him on brochures and pamphlets and always have him you know be an example for diversifying the school and it's always a white teacher calling him to come with her somewhere to let the parents see them and make them and make him an example of how they diversify the classroom sizes so you can't tell me that's not racist i don't understand why if black people have been living here for the past 400 to 500 years why is it taking you the last 10 to 20 years to sit here and start finally diversifying your class fleet well, i don't have to say fleet but you know what i mean classroom sizes and ultimate to ultimately say, oh, my school is not racist. My school is actually, we have black students in our school. We have Latino students in our school. We have Indian students in our school. We have Chinese, um, you know, kids in our school. You know what I'm saying? It's just this, this, this real big plot that I usually see that they do. And I always like to call the BS button because I think that they're full of crap. And especially when we talk about the, 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 the opinions now, it's always this idea of getting a better education because living where I live and we're living in places like, I don't know, Bed-Stuy, Brownsville, Brooklyn, or living in the Bronx, or living in Jamaica, Queens, or Queensbridge, and this, that, and the third, the education system out there and their curriculums is very different than a school that's in Midtown or a school that's in the Upper West Side or the Upper East Side. You have to have your child travel to a different place, in this case, to a different borough or a different neighborhood to have a quote-unquote better education. I'm going to tell you real quick about my grow-up story and this, that, and the third. I grew up feeling dumb. I felt like that I wasn't, I was insecure about myself and my knowledge. You understand what I'm saying? Like I was very insecure about, you know, how smart I was. I always felt like I had to compete against someone in order to feel like I was just as smart as they were. You know what I'm saying? And that really spread to light when I got to my second elementary school because I transferred from my first one to the second one because there was some other stuff that was going on. And my mom being young at the time, you know, of course she's gonna look out for her son. You know, thank you, mom, so much for being a great mother. <laughs> Thus, over these 20 years of my life and you just being there, it's like being my first teacher in life. Thank you, mom. I'm a mama's boy. I don't care. So growing up, I, I didn't feel like I was smart enough. I didn't feel I, I wasn't in special ed or anything. And I'm not that's not to diss anybody that was in special ed or kids that's in special ed now. I just wasn't in special ed. I went to school. They said that I started late, that I had to start late because my birthday was after September. So I had to be like a grade behind and all this nonsense. And then it was these reading levels and, you know, trying to figure out where I was. And I wasn't as smart as the next kid. So I had to take these courses and these ridiculous like enrichment classes and oh um you don't read on this level you read below a third grade level and it's that and a third and i mean to this day like i'm just like i don't understand and then on top of that why education is also synonymous with um how do i say it the thinking pattern i i think so and it's synonymous with um 
you know, all these different things that they say they have. They said that I have a disorder when I was a kid. It's very personal for me to say that, but they said that I had a disorder. And I'm just like, what fucking disorder do I have as a kid? I'm just being a kid. I don't have, you know what I'm saying? I just play with um, Hot Wheels set Hess trucks when they was popular and all this other stuff. What, what, what disorder do I have? You understand what I'm saying? And then it was this idea of not understanding how it was. So it was like this idea that I had in my head that I was a bully. So it was a lot that came with me being in a position that I'm in now because I'm just like, whoa, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I never felt like I was a smart, no, I didn't feel like I was a smart kid for a very long time. And I felt like I had to basically over smart myself against somebody else in order to feel smarter than that person. And it felt like I was in a competition. And no thanks to my old math teacher from, I think, fourth grade to about seven or eighth grade. She's the one that didn't make me feel like I was smart, educated enough because she had teacher's pets. And the fact of the matter is she had those students and she picked on them a lot of the times to answer questions. Whenever I answer my questions, my shits got ignored, man. And I hear the story especially in a minority community about how a lot of our brothers specifically we are made to feel like we aren't good enough oh you have mental retardation that's they won't say it like that or you read below a specific grade level or you're not up to pace on this that and a third and then you have to refer back everybody has a different way of learning so the way that i i learn stuff is not the way you're going to learn stuff it's just like this whole concept about being woke and being aware and having awareness about the world that's around you. I don't blame people for not wanting to be on the same page as me. Like when I get pissed off about the whole thing with the Popeye's chicken sandwich and this, that, and the third, and how our people got entrenched into that, and I was like, that wasn't a smart move, black people. We could have done better when it came to that. Again, I have to take time. I, you're not on the same level as me, but I will advise you, look, listen, if you want to know how we could beat the system or you want to know how we could do better as a people and that's just not to say black people you know i always like to talk about consumerism and we need to be careful how we spend our money because economics and finances is something that's not taught in our school see it's still related to what i'm talking about now that you should take advertisement classes or you should learn marketing so that you can understand why they do the things that they do and how they get at you when it comes to emotional impulse because Education, when it comes to that, is also veered off of selection. So it's also the idea about trying to understand, like, how can I get this person to consume my product? How can I get this person to get my product? But that's here nor there. So what I'm saying is, is that education, this, I, I feel like I lost track, but education in, in, in these policies, like, you know, I felt like I wasn't educated enough you feel what i'm saying i felt like i wasn't as smart as the next person you know what i'm saying i felt like i had to feel better than this person oh this person is dumb he don't read or he he stutters while he reads see i could read a sentence and he can't you see the competition that's been instilled into me when i went to these schools and it wasn't like i meant to do it but it's just because of the fact matter i didn't feel i felt insecure about how smart i was because i felt like i had to be on like I had to prove that I wasn't below reading level. I had to prove that I could understand a math problem just like that person understands a math problem. And it's very, it's very, it's very um, demeaning 
You know what I'm saying? Because even the teachers, the teachers that I had try to make it seem like I was a charity case. Like, oh, look at you, please, look at you. See, you, you, you're, you're, you, you are, you're getting there. But he never would say to me, you're just as smart and you're just as talented as the other students. Okay, so what? She has a A plus on your, a plus on her test and you have a b plus or you have a c minus but you're gonna get an a plus after i get done with you they didn't instill that into me you understand what i'm saying and then there's certain people that's talked to me about how you know their child in this day and age we're talking about autism we're talking about um you know kids having disorders and you know they're they have speech impediments or they have these different things i feel your pain bro i feel parents pain when they have to deal with that and their children is going through that i understand that completely i'm 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 at a place where i'm just like i understand what you're going through i don't have a child you know what i'm saying i don't have a child but i know what it feels like and just the disparaging marks and you know even when it came to gender i had to feel like you know i'm just as smart as a girl because i felt like you know they have the theory or this might be true that women i mean females mature faster than than boys or males whatever um and there were certain cases where i felt like no i'm just as smart as she is she's not smarter than me i'm smart as just as i'm just as smart as she is i'm the leader of my class i'm the leader of my class and again this whole competition rhetoric in my personal opinion i wouldn't say it hurt me but i definitely it inspired me to keep going keep going forward and even when i got into high school you know it was the the um it's like the ap classes i forgot what it's called i forgot but the honors classes they had honors classes in my high school i wanted to go into a school in the upper west side of manhattan y'all know the upper west side if you're a new yorker you know damn well the upper west side is full of white people and jewish people so you know how that goes i could have ended up in a public school i could have ended up in i don't know i was in a catholic high school parochial high school i just was and I felt like, you know, education was very important to me because I felt like I wanted to make a difference. And I mean, even sitting on the brink of where I'm at now, still don't understand what my career path is <laughs> all fucked up. I don't know what I want to do, but I do have an idea. I mean, I just want to give you part of who I am to you. So the podcast is me giving myself to you to tell you the lessons and give you the histories of things that I know. And, um, you know, with education, I felt like it was important. I wanted to go to college. I definitely did go to college. I tell you that all the time. I went to college. And what you learn in certain colleges, their curriculums is set up for you to fucking fail. I'm just going to be honest with you. It's like certain colleges put you in there and they sit here and they tell you, oh, take all these courses, these remedial courses you have to take that you already took. But then they tell you certain math classes, classes you had to take. But you should have learned this information in fourth grade. I was like, in fourth grade, I wasn't learning about algebra. You idiot. I wasn't learning about that. I was learning about some complex multiplication systems. I wasn't learning about algebra in the fourth grade. I wasn't learning about statistics until I was in high school. So why are you trying to sit here and tell me that I'm obligated to learn these different things if I'd never learned it when I was in middle school or I was in high school? That's not fair. Like, there's so many hypocrisies when it even came to me going to college. Like, oh, you should have learned this when you was in the third or the fourth grade. Well, what school was it? Because the schools that I went to, they never taught me this. When I was in the third grade, I learned nothing about this. The fourth grade, I never learned anything about that. So that's a little bit unfair when you say that. So that's my personal opinion. I just think that when it comes to the certain years of learning and education, I sometimes feel like teachers have to be more open and more um, 
sympathetic to children or young adults that come into these schools and recognize we all did not have the same education. Regardless if we lived in the same borough or we lived in the same neighborhood or we lived in different neighborhoods within the same borough, we didn't learn the same. It goes to apply for people that live in different states. Oh, in this city, they had this type of school, but in this city or this town, they didn't have those schools. Maybe you had to go downtown to get a better education Whereas when you lived in a small town, the nearest high school you had was the nearest high school you had. So how could you really sit here and brink and sit here and say you were required to learn this in fourth grade? No, I was not because I wasn't taught this in the fourth grade. If I was taught this in the fourth grade, I'd be familiar with what you're talking about. And then mind you, they're not going to repeat the same thing from grade four to grade seven. It's going to be a different thing. You understand what I'm saying? You're not going to learn algebra from like you're it's going to be you're going to know algebra in the fourth grade but you're probably going to learn statistics in like the eighth grade if you go to a very specialized school it's not going to be the same thing you understand what i'm saying so you might forget so then when you come to college you're supposed to remember all that information from when you was 12 or 10 or 9 years old no you're not going to remember all that so yeah keep that in mind family that's just my personal opinion it's just really crazy to me so let's get into the next segment I'm still understanding, trying to understand, you know, what this whole merit of education is. And what I mean by that is, you know, I I, I try to understand has schools always been distanced from integration? Because if you think about it, the reason I'm so tensed on racism and why I sit here and I bring racism up when it comes to education is because, A, I've seen it with my own eyes, and B, I've read... I read a story, I read this book that was telling me about, you know, how it was, you know, how it was specifically in New York in the 1900s and about how you've had black kids that had to walk from like one side of a borough to another side of a borough to get educations. And then it's like, I've seen with my own eyes again about how certain people felt like they have to leave their own neighborhood and go to a different place to get a better education. The public school systems is not paying children, I mean, teachers enough money to, to really serve these students. In New York City alone, there's a problem with the CUNY system because, you know, they need to raise about like $75,000 in order to take care of the, the teachers and this, that, and third. You have a lot of these teachers who, who call ag ad hoc or adjuncts or this, that, and the third. And they're not promised a lot of money on a salary they make to teach the students. So there's a lot of problems with the teacher unions and how they're protected by the unions and how much they're guaranteed for a salary and all this other stuff. So it's a lot of plays that go into it because you have a lot of people who get fed up and then you have to take in how kids naturally act in schools, regardless if it's black, white, Spanish, whatever. So... I'm trying to divvy off of my personal opinion, but I just want to say, like, I'm not trying to shit on anybody that went to public school. I'm not trying to crap on anybody that went to, you know, schools that we would deem as like, oh, this is where the hood people go. This is where the hood people take their kids because there are plenty of public schools out there that do have good curriculums for the kids, but you would never know it because the staff feels overwhelmed. And they feel like, you know, I'm paying, I'm, I'm getting paid all this money 
but it's still not serving me. You understand what I'm saying? And you know, R.I.P. to a special teacher of mine. She it it like it makes me emotional in a sense. Like knowing her story now, I appreciated her more. And like when I was my last college, which was City College, that's the teacher that I'm, I'm speaking about. The reason I give her so much praise is because of the fact of the matter she put a light in me because. I like I was overwhelmed with assignments. I'm like, nah, this essay ain't good enough. And the last, the first essay I got was a C. So I'm like, oh. And I went to the writing. I went to writing center, and I'm just like, yo, I'm, I want. I need help on writing. I want. I want this to be a good paper. So I get to C back, and I'm just like, dude, I took time for like a half an hour, an hour, two hours at this writing center, and you're still telling me that it's not good enough for you. Are you crazy? So I didn't want to do the second paper, but she noticed it and. It's just, she had this thing where she believed in me. So I was just like, okay, yeah. You know what I'm saying? She went over the paper with me. She was like, okay, what is it that you want to write? And we did it step by step. So that put the light in me. But now hearing her story from other people and what she was about, it's like, I have nothing but a heart for this woman. So it's crazy. So, you know, uh, originally this segment was going to be about like, you know, this disparaging things about racism in the school. But I think that I'm going to add on, you know, hearing from the teachers, things that I've heard from teachers, you know, teachers have it tough too. You know, certain people do it because they want to get paid. Certain people do it because they really want to spread knowledge to these children. But then you have to think about it like this, the curriculums, right? Okay. Is there spending in these curriculums? Are there different things that need to be taught in our schools? Because there, there are certain things that's bounded where you can't teach certain things to students in a school because you'll be rejected. And I've heard a story before about how they had a professor that was teaching the real black history towards black people or black kids. And he got kicked out to school. He got kicked out to school for teaching that. So it's like, as a teacher, you don't want to lose your position as a teacher when you're teaching certain things, but you feel like, you know, kids should know about this. Teachers, students, I mean, students should know about this. You know what I mean? Like they shouldn't be left out in the dust and learn the same old things because there's so much enriching things that you could learn, but we don't learn it. You know what I'm saying? And um, it's a very funny story. Excuse me. Yeah, it's a very funny story. Okay. Yeah, there it is. It's a very funny story because, um, you know, it, it it's like, Certain places, they're going to give you the rinky-dink education, but like the harder to get in schools, that's when they have a lot of like enriching information that they will never let anybody just get into the school for. And what I mean by that is I think Ivy League schools really be having a lot of crown jewels, but they don't be trying to tell people and they don't allow, you know, quote unquote minorities to get in those schools because it's possible that us as minorities is going to take that information back and give it back to our people who rightfully deserve it. So with these curriculums, moreover, not to make it about race, I get a little bit irritated that, you know, certain schools that people have to fight to get their school their their kids into is like, oh, it's these specialized tests. Oh, if you guys don't serve, um don't Get in because of this, that, and a third, that's on you. We're not going to allow you kids into the school. And then it's like, well, why can't public schools become better? Why can't these Catholic schools become better? Charter schools, I don't understand the business with it because I'm just like, with charter schools, it's just a wash, hand-me-down, um, collegiate 
Catholic school, but except for there's no Catholicism in it. So you got to wear uniforms and you have to be up to date and this, that, and the third to get some type of better education from a normal public school, but it's still the same shit. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I just don't see how charter schools are different than any other school. Like, I, I really don't. Like, it's just giving your child some type of leg up in the hood. Like, I don't know, because you see a lot of these charter schools in the hood. And they're, they're, we're trying to reform kids to be better young adults in this side and the third. You could be putting that money into a public school and giving that child the same education you could get them at a charter school. But then it's just like they like finances. The education, the board of education is really not trying to do that. So they're just like, fuck it. We're going to give you a little bit of money. Here's the money you could put into these curriculums. And that's it. That's the only thing you're going to give your kid. That's it. I'm not I'm not I'm not going to give you more. I'm, I can't give you that same sentiment. I'm going to give you a kid at Brooklyn Tech High School or these other schools that's downtown. No way. Um, and I just hate this charity case. You understand what I'm saying? Because I believe that someone that comes from a public school, because I went to private school and I went to Catholic school. That's all I went to throughout my whole life. And then I went through the CUNY system and then I went to a private college and wound up coming back to New York. So it didn't really matter to me. But I feel like Everybody deserves the same education, the same opportunity in which they also tell you like, you know, well, you have an equal chance of getting into these specialized high schools as much as you do get into a public school, which is not true. They usually have more or less you're more likely to get into a public school than you are a specialized high school. That's just how it is or elementary school for that matter. But I think about the curriculums because there are certain curriculums that's offered in certain schools and it's not offered in other schools. Mainly what I said from my last episode is that we need things like home epic economics, I think it's called. You know, we need to teach young adults how to cook in case they don't know how to cook at home because their parents is working two to three jobs every night or um, or each day. Um, we need things like financial literacy classes and we need financial literacy classes at a young age. There, there should be kids learning about money at seven, eight years old. That should be the starting point. That kid should understand how to have an allowance and how to pay yourself. And when you do work, you get paid for your work. Then you're not going to be stripped of that just because you do. Th- you're not a slave. You're not a slave. You should be getting paid for your work. You understand? And we should have these fundamental courses and many other courses how to save up for college. So you have to depend on your parents and go out here for a loan and hopefully get a grant. And this and a third from... Tap, Pell, whatever you want to call it, and all these different programs that help you with financial financial choices when you go to schools and colleges. There's a lot to be said on that. And because I feel like this is a very important thing, I've heard in different places that they offer financial literacy classes, but it's not available in different cities. In New York City, you literally have to go out and find a financial literacy course as, as far as I'm concerned. Probably where the so-called white people, Asian people, and different people of different backgrounds live, they have access to financial literacy courses. And it's not a jealousy thing, but when you see the hypocrisies of the city, you can't help but to say, yo, the city is racist for a reason. And that redlining thing that Robert Moses did still plays out to this very moment. And even with that to say, any kids that's listening to this podcast, I don't, you shouldn't be listening to this because I curse up a storm. But if you're a teenager, if you go to public school, you're just as smart as someone that goes to a private school. And you're just as smart as someone who goes to a Catholic school. It does not matter that you go to a public school. But now I'm putting a ring in your head as a young adult because you're smart and you have the Internet that you have the option of learning the things that you need to learn and that you're curious about at your fingertips. So nobody has excuses. 
I don't have excuses either. Anything that I need to learn, I have the internet, I can learn it. It's my pure laziness that would stop me from learning it. And I'm going to act way differently now and try to find a way on being a better person to learn these informations for myself. If your family's not teaching you, okay, learn it yourself. Who sits here and who's who's sitting here saying you can't learn it? You know, there's a lot of people who's getting into tech. I'm not really interested in tech, but I mean, if I could see I can make some money off of it and I can have a better future with it, hey, why not? Let me get into tech. So I don't know if there's anybody that that's on the parental advisory boards at these different schools, whether it be public, private, you know, these places that don't have these important curriculums that need to be brought up about how they should put some money into it, how they should move forward, and how they should have kids learning these courses for the benefit of their future. I don't know. Uh, it might be. I don't know. I, again, I'm not, a, I'm not a parent. I don't have any children, so I, don't, I can't really say anything. But I do realize, especially living in a city like New York and different schools that I've been through, you know what I'm saying, or schools that I've visited as well, they don't have these courses. Yeah, you'll learn your science, your biology, you'll learn your, your mathematics, you'll learn your microeconomics and macro algebra, statistics, and this, that, and a third. You'll learn English, you'll learn Shakespeare, you'll learn all these different things. They'll have the, you know, the music classes, they'll have the um, acting classes and this, that, and the third, but let's take it a step further with this. You know understand what I'm saying? Let's have music business classes in case you want to be a music or you want to be a musician. Learning about how you're not going to get raped by um, these music industries and how you can move forward of being a young entrepreneur in the music game. Because even being in a music game is not guaranteed. There's certain people out there that only be a hot one hit wonder and then you'll never hear from them again. So how can you have a prolific career? How can you be independent? We need teachers for that. If you want to be even, yeah, when even when it comes to the arts, the arts is just as important as any other career. Stop trying to sham people, shame people into thinking that arts are not important. These are people who should express themselves just like there's people out there who want to be engineers or, you know, media media outlet, whatever is, you know what I'm saying? Everything has a basis in the way that you move. So what acting, how to get acting gigs, how to get acting jobs, how to get a, a, a proper management and, a, and a, um, a talent scout who's gonna help you get into these different films and get these different gigs in order to be successful. Um, painting, I'm pretty sure you can make some money off of painting. How do you go to different networking events and try to, talk about your art and try to sell your art, how to get into the business of art, which still revolves around economics. So that means something. So there's all these different courses that could be applied to these different schools. But at the same time, certain schools and how the Board of Education thinks they ain't going to serve you with that. They're just going to give you the rinky dink stuff and say you're on your own. But if we had more professionals into these schools who could help these children with the things that they would like to do, I mean, hey, you would have some very prolific children in this society today. And not to say that nobody in this society is prolific. Me being in my mid-20s, seeing artists and seeing whatever I see, there's a lot of people out there that's doing some great stuff, you know? There's a lot of people out there that's making money off of easy things like doing a blog, doing a podcast, or making music in this and a third. So the possibilities are endless, but I would wish that you have people out there. And then again, you have the people, you have to have people who want to educate people because there's certain people out there that be like, oh, I ain't teaching at no school. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, I ain't going to be teaching no kids. Now, I don't work with kids. So 
I mean, we got to instill hope. And I mean, I was even thinking to myself, like, there were certain things that I would partake in because I want to serve the people who are underrepresented. You know what I'm saying? And people out there that don't have that decide, like, yo, like, I want to get my education or I want to come back to my education. So there's a lot on my plate to, like, really take in. And I'm thinking about, you know what I'm saying, as I ponder about, like, being out of college at this point. So, you know, curriculums, let's think about curriculums, you know? Hi, I don't know if this is the ending or I still want to rant on. I think the last thing I want to get to is why I say that the education system is racist. And more specifically, um, you know, how I feel like I've seen in my own neighborhood about how it was this charter school um, uptown or whatever. And they have a big space on one of the main strips of the city or whatever, one of the biggest streets that's known for commercials or whatever in this and third commercialized property in this and third just to give you a hint we have a whole foods right on the corner so if you don't know what neighborhood i'm talking about when i'm when i'm talking about it you should know um but the education system is racist the, the education system very much is one of those sort of things where i feel like they cater to certain demographics and give them the opportunity to have a better education but say you're from the hood like i am you have to go out of your way to find that education for your kids. And then, you know, it's always about finances. How much are you willing to pay for your kid to have an education? This and a third. And then you have daycare that's expensive and all these different things you have to do in order to take care of your kid. Taking care of a kid is not no damn joke. But um, I seen something the other day that really, like, really got to me. It was this charter school, more than likely owned by some white woman. And... Um, I have a fishy feeling that she doesn't really give a damn about the children's education. It's just a way to make her look good. But anyway, I was passing by my own block, down my block, up the block from my block the other day. And I was like, you know, I was walking or whatever. And I'm like, there's this big ass like poster or this hanging sign that says the exact same charter school that's on that main strip that I was telling you earlier. And I'm like, wow, this reminds me of real estate. So y'all went ahead and had one main school and then you branched over to a random ass public school that's on a that's on the other side of your school and you bought the building. And that's when I thought to myself, real estate is a bitch. And I was just like, yo, that's crazy how you have this one school, they want to branch off into another place and then be like, oh, this is this is the new school now. This is the elementary school and this, that, and the third. I'm like, so now y'all trying to make that into a charter school? I mean, man, look, listen. It has me in shambles about how people have to feel like their children have to be put through all these obstacle courses and they have to do all these different things to have a child have a different education. I've seen about how they talking in New York City. They're trying to have this whole thing about integrating the schools. And yeah, I know I'm going to sound racist on this episode. And I'm going to keep talking about white people. The white man. You know what I'm saying? But like, this is what I see, man. I don't see this problem with Latinos or Asians. White, white parents. I mean, especially at this public school down on like 90th Street or something like that. They were like, well, if we have integrate these schools and da 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 is my child my child is going to be less privileged because you're going to focus your time and attention on them 
And I just want to say, like, you shut up. Like, you know, y'all have all these opportunities and all these different things to have these education for your kids. Y'all literally pay people thousands of dollars to sit here and teach a kid after school. And you getting mad because the school and the chancellor of the school and whatever it is or the board of directors, whatever, wants to sit here and have a conversation about obviously bringing some more black and brown kids into the school. And this is the same thing they did in the 1960s about how they were sitting up there, the board, the Brown versus the Board of Education and about how they were sitting up there giving black people such a hard time, especially in the South, about how they didn't want the schools to be be ran with black people and black children and this, that and the third. And then, of course, you had that lousy ass speech by Martin Luther King about one day there's going to be. Black boys holding black white boys' hands and black girls holding white girls' hands and all this other stuff, man. Listen, at the core, Blaze is a separatist. When it comes to education, it's a very hard feel for me to say it. I, I believe in equal opportunity when it comes to education and that you shouldn't depend now because a neighborhood is becoming gentrified for your white kids to be in our schools now. And even still, you're selective with those schools because you ain't going to put your white kid in a public school. Your ass gonna, ain't going to put your white kid into Frederick Douglass Academy. But I've seen these Muslims in there. I've seen those those um, Middle Eastern people putting their, their children in, in, in Frederick Douglass Academy above the three train on the last stop. I've seen them there. Latinos and black people have always been going to the same school, so it never phases me. Mexicans, too. They've always been putting people, putting their people into the same schools we go to. So the lesson and the tip about it is an education system is racist because this whole idea of privilege comes in. And then that's synonymous with white privilege. And then it's synonymous with different colored people's privileges and this, that, and the third. Asians have their own schools and they thrive off that. They're probably taught finances and economics at different stages of their life in high school. The high school that I was in, even seeing these AP classes, they weren't taught about, they weren't taught about finances. And I went to, I went to an integrated school. I did. There were black kids, there were white kids, there was Asian kids, there were Indian kids. It was people there was there it was a very integrated school. So there was people from all different, you know, backgrounds and ethnicity, ethnicity. So it wasn't like Blaze always grew up in just a black owned black black populated school. No, I went to integrated I went to integrated school. When my first college was very integrated. And then when I came back, then it was just Blacks, Latinos, and Africans, because I was straight up in the Bronx. And then when I went to City College, it was integrated again. You know what I'm saying? So, when it, again, when it comes to education, I believe in fair education for all. If this child is able to learn this curriculum in this school, then this child that's from the hood should be able to, to learn it from their school without having to feel like they have to leave their neighborhood to learn it. You know? And that's it in a nutshell. I don't know where to go with this, but I feel like, you know, we need better curriculums in our school. We need time to really understand college courses and how to move and maneuver to college if that's what you want to do. If you don't want to go to college, then to pick up a trade or pick up a skill. No one is telling you you have to be something like a, 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 a smith or whatever those things is called, even though it would be essential. But the point of outside of college what career and what what is something you're going to have for yourself to be successful on and what are you going to do to better yourself if you're not going to college even when you're in college just because you go to college and you graduate doesn't mean you're you're intellectual you still might be dumb as hell and you just graduated with a degree that's been like that with a lot of people that's went to college and it's like okay being in college you have to learn things about doing 
um, formats when you write an essay, MLA formats, Chicago style formats, um, AP or whatever it's called formats, all these different writing techniques. So again, also in colleges, I think what we also should have, we should also really understand that we're picking up on a major. Can we just do the major? Don't have me take all these remedial courses and then tell me, oh, well, you don't graduate because of this. You know, I have to put in a lot of time and effort into that and money that I don't have in order to learn that. So let's gear towards having those courses. You understand what I'm saying? And, and, and not spending time on stuff that I don't need unless I'm a freshman. That's understandable so that I could, you know, regenerate the things that I need to learn. But after a while, that should just be freshman year, sophomore year, junior year and senior year should strictly be towards my major. And that's what it's like for the master's program. But I say all that to say this, man, the world is full of information. Even if you don't go to school or you got a GED or you did get a college degree or you just got your high school diploma, Schools are everywhere. And I'm not talking about literal institutions. I'm just talking about school. There's a free space of knowledge that you can gain off of anything that you want to do. I'm taking financial literacy courses. That's a type of school, you know, and I'm going to have to pay for that somehow because I'm going to be investing money in this, that, and the third. So that's a school. Each and every person that's in this society, when it comes to education, you have to pick up on a skill that's going to help you and something that you enjoy. I don't believe in people taking nine to fives and taking careers that they really don't want to do. I understand you got to get money, but what are you doing to working towards your goals and your ambitions? I say this to myself as well, because it's hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love my artistry. I want to do something on my artistry. I'm taking steps to get to that point. So with that being said, a networking event is like school, you know, different things that you could do out here, job fairs or whatever it is that in the third you have at your disposable that serves as school to you. So at the end of the day, don't feel like just because you go to an institution or you've wasted seven, eight years sitting up there trying to fish out for a bachelor's degree or a master's degree that you feel like, oh, that's the only school that I've learned. Or because I didn't go to college, I'm not smart. No, you are smart. If you was in special ed school and you was special ed or, you know, they have all these stereotypes about people who special and, you know, all this other stuff, you're just as smart as anybody else. Yeah, you might have a way that you might learn very differently from everybody else. You're just as smart as everybody else. Also, my case, reading below a certain grade level and me being learning, learning different from everybody else or learning from certain people, I'm just as smart as they are. When I was that age, I'm, I was just as smart as they were. It doesn't make a difference. I was just as smart as they were. And me being in my mid-20s now, I'm just as smart as anybody else. I'm just as smart as someone that goes to Ivy League school. It could be people out there that go to an Ivy League school. They could be dumb as a box of rocks. I'm just as smart as anybody. There might be somebody smart as me. There might be someone that's not as smart as me. That's why I don't like to get into conversations about, oh, I'm more woke than you. That That's not cool. I just have information and I'm more sensitive to analyzing things than you are. And that's fine. You just don't analyze things the way that I analyze things. And that's cool. I will teach you and I will give you the lessons and anything in my clutch that I can feel can benefit you so that you can learn it and you can pass that information on. That's what life is about. Passing information on to benefit society. That's all it is. It, it, it doesn't take that. It doesn't take rocket science to know that. 
that all life is just knowledge. You just have to know things. You just everybody's smart in their own way. A homeless person is smart and know how to get money and how to finesse and go on a subway train and get some money and put up a pe- uh, speech on how to get some dollars in their pocket. They know in one car someone's going to give up some money. So like everybody's smart in their own way is my point. And as we move sufficiently into maybe the worst of society, the ending of the world, or, you know, life progressing in this, that, and the third, we should take time on learning things, whether we agree with it or we disagree with it, just because we need that knowledge for ourselves so we don't sit out there and not know when we have the capability of knowing. You understand what I'm saying? So with that being said, that's all I really want to discuss about. And guess what next week is? Next Sunday is the finale of American Tour finally podcasting i thank you guys so much for listening i thank you guys for tuning in every sunday and we will conclude finally podcasting september 15th with our last episode is america racist peace and hair grease i'm out